Let me start with Agdoma. I'm not coming here to train anybody over here. We're doing basically discussing something that we are all aware of and we're all doing for a while. From my own personal experience, I felt that uh, after two days of training and coming back to group and picking up a lot of things on the WhatsApp and other areas, I realized that sometimes we have too much information, sometimes it's too little information, and to zero in for new people to see what is important right away, it's very overwhelming, especially when we're coming into in a matzav that we're um, so broken when we come that uh, not only do we think that one, on one side we see the light at the end of the tunnel, once we see really what's going on, on the other hand, we say to ourselves, wow, this is such a hard work that we have to do here. I mean, I remember one parent say, you didn't tell me I have to come here every week, told his wife. If he would have known, maybe he wouldn't have come. But they're doing very well with Hashem. Uh, some people hearing that this is a process that takes more than 90 days, they think it's, oh, you come in, take a pill, and after 90 days, everything is back to order. So, you know, we thought also, like, the writer, Avi wrote, like, I think, like, 26 weeks, we have to come. I don't even remember. So, okay, like, after 26 weeks, you know, like, uh, everything is back to normal. Like, it's going to change. So, I decided that this would be a good thing to go through different things, where we are, where we started. Um, so, I called the 90-day TP fast track, and taking the, 90, the first 90 days, um, the challenge. So... If you know you're starting off something for 90 days, it's sometimes much easier to start it that way and look at it and see where you are after 90 days. Why the first 90 days is crucial. Some parents are lucky they come here right away. Some friend told them about Avi Fischoff, about twisted parenting, and they come here right away when they see something is happening, a spiral, or they have a mechanach, a aruv, or, or a professional say to them, you know, in your situation, what's happening with everything else, I think you'd rather start right away over here. Those are the lucky ones. Most of us have gone through several years of pain, of looking to do the regular chinuch, and doing everything possible we can. Um, screaming, throwing out, locking out the kid, t- changing yeshivas, chaydas, schools, seminaries, jobs. We did everything, and it didn't work. And then sometimes, like Avi says, the parents have to hit rock bottom, and that's where we are when we come here. So if we start the first 90 days, and we don't really do a lot of things that are basically the things that make the child realize that we're doing things different, even though after the first day that we're here, we are, most of us, much calmer because we know what's going on. We start understanding. You know, I was thinking of, of the Pashvayru, um, Hashem says Tarun Avini he did the Brasmila and then it says Vayar at Kazain, then it says Vyat Fashtanam. So Rashi explains that he saw the three Malochim, he thought the three Arabs. So first he saw them and then the second Vayar says he understood. What happened? So I thought to myself, Rashi had to explain it, everybody reads and understands that it can't be that it's the same translation. If you know that this is what it could mean, so you should have had it yourself. So I said, Avram Avini had to do Messias Nefesh, the first mitzvah that he actually did, Messias Nefesh at 100 years old, went through the Brismila. That's when he actually started to understand that these people are not approaching him because they, are, they don't want to be Mitzahim. When we saw children in the street up until it meant ourselves, we never understood what they're going through. And even while we're going through our own pain and our own issues, till we didn't come here to the first meeting, most of us, never understood what these children are going through. So, it is very overwhelming. On the other hand, it's very calming to know, okay, so I know what is going on, and, and I'm much calmer about it, but what do we do about it? It's one thing to, to, to know about it, those things, what am I doing now? I know that I'm stuck on, on, on the highway, but what do I do about it? It's almost like the story with this, with this person um, got stuck in a hot air balloon, and they're calling down, they're telling them, well, they say, yes, I have to be here, what am I supposed to do? Where, where am I? 
that the person is, uh, understands the Harib, and will tell them how height, how wide, how this or that, but then tell them where they are, where to land. They still didn't know what to do about it. So now I'm in a Harib alone in the air. I know I'm in a Harib alone. What am I supposed to do about it? So that's where we are. What will you need? So again, it's a, more important for new people coming in, not so much the people that are here already. It's a TP manual. Avi prints it out in a thousand pages. I was actually amazed that Ruv told them that they ra- should rather read the TP manual than go learn the Shia. Yeah. I went home, I took it apart, my wife read part of it, I read the other part of it, and no, not simultaneously, so we should be able to get enough information. And we right away started doing what we're going to be sharing the next couple of minutes of doing Twisted Parenting right away, which really, really um, helped us get up to speed. I'm going to go into a little bit of a background. Our daughter was 23 years old, not living at home, married. Uh, with two children living in Muncie, Airmount. So, in the beginning, to do twisted parenting when she's not living at home, you would think that it would be hard. But in a way, it worked out in certain things better for us. We were able to do a lot more in a, certain, in a very short period of time. I'm not saying how much mileage it cost and, and time and effort that went into it, but to a certain extent, it helped us do it in a very concentrated and in a very good effort way that we were able to help out a lot in different ways. For us, it worked very well. Avi asks everybody to bring along either MP3 or USB or something. Some people actually bring it, they record it, and they come home, they put it away somewhere. They don't even know where it is. It's in a box. They never heard it. They don't know where it is. I'm not in the college. It's okay. Okay. I've had experience where I spoke to people. Sometimes one parent, the other parent does listen, and they said, "Yeah, they don't listen to it. They don't have time. When am I supposed to listen to it? Could be your husband. Could be your wife. Could be either or. They took it. They didn't read it. They didn't listen to it. So what I did was, I figured out a way how to use it in the car. And whenever I was driving, I was listening to it. My wife had hers, I had mine. So it's a very good idea. Today I have a USB in the car. It goes in. If I know that the children are in the car or anybody else, I, if, even if they need an extra plug, just take it out, a little piece, put it into my pocket, and then later on I put it back in. So I don't st- sit here in front of you saying that I listened to it probably a thousand times, and it's just playing and I, I'm sitting at home and I take a special time when I do it but whenever I'm in the car usually I'm traveling on my own I'm able to listen to the shirim that we have on there and it's also very important to listen to a lot of the clips that are live that we hear full discussions and good trainings over there the whatsapp the whatsapp group is very very important um, people share a lot of personal stories pictures and other issues on there sometimes it's people are bearing off a little bit but for the main part of it um, it's not about recipes it's about it's about really the tough stuff that's important because sometimes people listen why is it so important for me to look at it you know it's women most of it is women going back and forth and correcting about their personal issues how they how they reacted to certain things but everybody's story is everybody's story nobody's story is different we're all in the same boat. Um, calendar. Setting it up so you won't fail. I didn't have a calendar, but for people that are afraid that they're not going to actually give the gift bombs on time, or they're not going to do things a certain time, or they're not proactively doing TP, should have a system set up where they are reminded to do things a certain way. Now, obviously, I'm not macabre, but there are parents that somehow need the extra coaching to get things done. I'm not saying anybody in this room, no, nothing personal. But people are just, they hear the information, they get the information, they know what they have to do. When it comes to actual doing the stuff, because it's too overwhelming for different reasons, and they just then they don't end up doing it or doing it not exactly the way they should be doing it. Nobody plans to fail twisted parenting. Some fail to plan. So if you're not planning it out, this is what you're doing, let's say a vacation. I used to try to do things like asking if she wants to go on vacation. It's not going to happen. 
So when you planned it out, that's when it actually worked. And I had, I was struggling with it. And I'm going to share with you. I, I came to Avi, says, it's not working. I tried this, or that. she's working, she's not coming, she's not going. At the end, we came up with a certain plan, how are we going to make it work? And because we planned it, we were able to actually succeed. So that's why planning is important. Having a deep understanding of your matzav. I spent a lot of hours with people in the group over the last year and a half where people say, you know, my child is not like that, or my son is not like that, or my daughter is not like that. And no, my son is never going to not wear a kapam. Nah, he's too respectful. Or my, if Avi didn't write the book, they're writing the book for us. And as we go along, it's now Baruch Hashem, along, almost two years, they're writing the book for us. This is going to happen, that could have happened, that would have happened, that should have happened, shouldn't have happened, it happens. So, Avi doesn't want to scare anybody. It's like when you go to the doctor, with a child that's not well, and there's going to be treatments, and things are going to have to happen over the next couple of years, if the doctor would tell you what the treatment is going to be, what's going to happen, the person's not going to die from from the being a chayla, they're going to die from a heart attack, or from stress, or from something else. So Avi's not here to scare you that this is what's going to happen, but it's important to realize that everything that you see, we are all part of the same of the same things in the same situations. Nothing, nothing really, really changes because you're a this chosid or that chosid or you're not a chosid or you're a different backgrounds. They follow the same patterns. Like if they had a situation where they're going to go to a neighborhood that they shouldn't be going to in the middle of the night, it's the same story. They get lost in the train, middle of Yontif, we couldn't get her home, we didn't know where she is, came at one o'clock in the middle of the night. And her answer was, I texted you on your phone. Oh. I'm sitting downstairs with a suit, they're thinking that somebody's texting me upstairs, that they're lost in Central Park. Reading the TP manual. I tried, I tried to read it every day, 30 to 45 minutes. Avi says try to go for an hour. Again, every person and their situation is different. But I can't see myself putting down the book before 30 minutes to 45, 45 minutes anyway. It's, it's something that you like to read. Once you get to it, you, it's enjoyable. You don't need to have somebody tell you to read it. Listen to the recording, like I said before. I would like to at least address a little bit on the recordings, what should be maybe some people to listen to in the beginning. Should it be, let's say, of Shema Russell, Sachin Rebbe, Kruel Rebbe. If you can find it, if you have a way how you can see what is where. Um, I found very helpful listening to the Home Sweet Home Boys talking. So you can hear firsthand from the boys themselves what they went through. So it really helps you somehow to connect with your child um, again there's different there's different recordings there that's very very important so if you can go there's one from Rav Chaspel what's Rav Chaspel Rubenstein so he's talking I guess in the beginning a couple of years ago it was much easier to have a smaller group at that time or maybe he had a one on one training with parents that was very very thorough. He went through exactly his story where he went. It's in the book, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stories are in the book. But it's important to listen to them because if you take your half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour and a half of listening to his situation, what he went through with his son, and everything that you'll see that you can relate to those type of things. I want to elaborate a little bit on the, on the anticipating the spiral. Um, I've spoken to parents that came years ago with sometimes the child was already still wearing a lavish or they were still doing certain things and somehow they, in the back of their mind is because we did this or we could have done this or we should have done that or they didn't anticipate the spiral or we have people now that are still saying to themselves that it's not going to happen because they're doing this it's never going to happen this or it's never going to happen that I'm personally involved with a spiral right now. And starting from Thanksgiving till now, when I spoke to Avi at that time, 
he explained to me everything that is Mishabi going to happen. So far, he has me wrong on one thing. So with all the different methods that people try, talking to the person, threatening the person, um, enticing, re- reenactment, whatever you want to call it, <coughs> reactants, giving them a car, a house, an apartment, trying money, whatever you can try, nothing worked. TP is the only thing that really works. So anticipating the spiral is very important. Why is it important? Because every time there's a change, it's very hurtful to the parents. But it does help if we understand that the spiral is, this is what it is. Versus thinking, oh, I did something wrong again. We blame ourselves the whole time why our children are the way they are. And most of the time it has nothing to do with us. Almost most of the time. Um, the changes need to apply to all children. I'm not saying you should go out and buy um, TVs for the children. But the once we know already that we have a mahalach that works, even though Avi says, I don't do chinuch, and I don't do chinuch training, it's good to listen to Avi's, has a couple of recordings where he he does give a brief overview to parents that, that he didn't accept, talking to them very personal about the situation, and you can see from that training that this is, if you would do this only with your other children, you would gain unbelievably. And I've tried it with several of my children over the past year and a half. And I've saved many, many, many situations that could have gone completely wrong. Boys and girls, doesn't matter. And I'm talking about old ages. I'm talking about young ages and I'm talking about a 15, 16 year old. It could have gone both ways in each situation. And being that we are, Baruch Hashem, trained over here, it's important to all the children to have some sort of a mahalach now that works for you. Some people might ask in the room, yeah, but the chinuch system, the yeshiva system, will not agree with what you're doing. Let's say you want to take your son to, to a restaurant or your daughter in the school, but the yeshiva might not allow it, right? I feel from my experience in the last six years that I've been doing this, if you have a mahalach that you're following, that is working, the schools will allow you to do this. If you call up, I did it two years ago, I called up the school, I want to take my son out to lunch. If they know you're working with a mahalach, they will allow you to take out your son for lunch. You don't, have a, you don't need to lie to say you have a dentist appointment, a doctor's appointment, or all these things. If you tell them what you're doing, they work with you. They don't want to let your son go out himself to lunch somewhere. So it works. The same thing is with, with, with treating the children um, fairly. People have a, mis- a misco- misconception on what means being treating children fairly. So now if I buy this kid a TV, now I have to buy this kid a TV. Um, if I buy, uh, what's his name for Fat City? Um, Rick Lavoy. He says it very well. People think they have to children treat them equally. So I'm buying this kid braces, it means I have to give now $6,000 to the other child. Treating all children fairly means giving each child what they need. When ch- children are very smart, they know what this child needs and what this child needs and what this child needs. So if you're going to, out there to do the things the right way, the children will start becoming calmer also and they will realize that you are treating them also differently now since you are going to this training because the siblings will know about it because hopefully they will come here and they will understand what you're doing. So they will have less resentment, they'll be more accepting, and they themselves will be more involved and most of the time they do a better job than us because they don't have the baggage we have. Learning how to become proactive versus reactive. Several times in the past year, a year and a half, I've heard from different parents either in group or in private, where, oh, then, uh, then my child is not up to that yet. Why should I go out and buy the jeans or the miniskirt if they're not up to it? Why should I actually do that? By doing that, you're showing full acceptance. By doing that, you are avoiding a lot of the personal feelings that they are going through personally. You're helping them work through that part. So sometimes you can save hours and hours or months of therapy 
by doing being proactive versus reactive. It could be a piercing, it could be something else that they showed interest they want to do that's not against the Torah. And if it is against the Torah, then you should go ask anyway, because Avi never says you should do anything that's not proper if you don't ask your das Torah. So being proactive and, and expecting, that's similar to what I said about expecting the spiral, expecting what are the things that are actually things that are going to happen. I've had multiple conversations with a certain family about their son, and they said, no, my son is never going to do that. And I sat there for hours, and they weren't up to it. And then it came last year, Tishabov, just as an example of a story, where the father said, I guess, a TV I'm not buying because I have a big screen for my, for my office, for my computer, so I don't need a TV. Tell a Wi-Fi in the house I don't need to put in because I have, he has a phone with internet that only has 9 gig on it, or 10 or 8. So which means basically they're most of the time on the phone. So within the next 48 hours he will not have enough uh, internet. I don't know yet if I want to get it for him, internet in the house. Now, you have to understand, this person came with Dastaira. Actually, Dastaira sent them here. He didn't ask Dastaira to come to Avi. Dastaira sent them here. But he didn't anticipate the spiral, and he, didn't, he wasn't proactive. What was the end result? His son said, Tati, I want to fast on Tishabov. So he didn't allow this, the, the Wi-Fi to come on Fishabas. Friday night, he stole his father's last $300 in his pocket, stole the car, and didn't bring it back till Monday. So that's the results from not being proactive as being reactive. And it's not the first time it happened. It was a different time also. He didn't want to buy the kid cigarettes before, before Yontif. And exactly some similar situation happened with, 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 with the car. So if you are proactive and you realize that this is what you're dealing with, you won't have the issue where the kid is throwing knives at the, at the, at the, at the kitchen cabinets. Don't, don't wait for something to happen. So we've been trained here that we should always go ahead, one step ahead. But I want to make something clear because people think here that I'm, that I'm not saying this. We cannot make our kids worse. People outside of this room, yes, people are going to think that if you're going to buy a kid something that's not 100% based on what you, you believe in, you're making the child worse. In this room, we know our children, we can't make them worse. I've never seen a situation. I've, I've done TP 100%, getting them these stick-on uh, tattoos and everything else. That's not the reason why they have tattoos. They have tattoos because this is what's, what they do. Pain. What? Pain. Right. So this is what they do. It's not, like, it's not like because I got stick-on tattoos and I showed that I'm okay with tattoos, that's why they got tattoos. As a matter of fact, for a very long time, there was no tattoos because I got the stick-on tattoos. So we actually pushed off maybe, I would say, nine months that there was no tattoos. Then the wrong people they were hanging out with, they were getting tattoos, and that's what happened. So now let's go to the next, um, the gift farm, the letter, and why it's so important. Several people in the room I've seen over the past couple of months, because in their mind they think that this gift bomb, the original gift bomb, has to be something so huge, just don't give it. You have people that goes through four weeks, they're here, they never gave the gift bomb yet. Because they think they have to actually buy something so big that they can't get to it. I'm going to give you a story that I had on a personal level. I went, this, I met with a couple. And I did everything that Avi told us to do. Sat with them. And this boy was coming home every day, locked his room, didn't talk to anybody. Like they had to listen to if he's still alive or not. That's how bad it was. Didn't talk to anybody, didn't want to talk to anybody. Came home and up to his room. Spoke to them about getting a TV, about the letter, about the furniture. Said, no, my son doesn't need a TV. He has his phone, he has his latest phone. My son doesn't need furniture, he has new furniture in his room. In the meantime, there was two single beds in his room, small beds. There was a little room, it's cluttered. The way she explained to me how the room looks, it was this very small, chassidish looking room, like for a couple that just got married, moving and coming for Shabbos to their, to their apartment. He said, we just put a new furniture, we should change it? I said, yes. So they were, they were receptive to do it. Now, three days after I met with them, the door was open. 
Three days later, they saw the difference, they spoke to them, and they did get some kind of a small gift with a nice letter. And even before they got the gift and letters, the mother basically sat and apologized to the kid. Everything that says in the letter, she spoke to the child apologizing for all he went through in his life and everything else. So basically, in, in, in a very emotional way, they went, they followed through on the on the, what the letter says. And later on, when they went, they got the, the TV, the mother said to me, how do you know he, like, he needs a TV? <laughs> yeah, I had to figure it out. And we still have people here that that didn't get a TV because maybe of siblings, other reasons. It could be they have good, valid reasons. But they're not, if they're not going to do it right away in the beginning, how should the child really know that you're changing? By saying, I'm sorry. I mean, I told my wife I'm sorry a long time, and she doesn't believe it. Buy her a TV. <laughs> so, so basically, saying I'm sorry to a kid doesn't, doesn't always work. Like saying, oh, I made a mistake, so next time don't make the mistake. It doesn't take away the walls. We need to we need to get to 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 the bombs, and maybe we'll elaborate a little bit more soon. But the, 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 you don't have to break the bank. I'm going to zero in on one thing. We did a gift bomb in the beginning, and we didn't give a TV. We gave earrings that we don't approve of. I think it cost maybe less than three hundred dollars. Big earrings and a big necklace wasn't something that we normally approve of, right? So look to think of something that you don't normally approve of, doesn't have to be extremely expensive, and it's something that a child will enjoy getting. Don't They don't expect it. So it's something that you fought for a whole time, don't get this, don't get that. I'll give you another example we did. A couple of years ago, I saw on, on Facebook that she was smoking hookah. I thought at that time it was the worst thing. I'm not, I wasn't familiar with hookah. I didn't know that it's nothing. It's not a big deal. I was associating hookah with weed, with this, with that. I didn't know it's nothing. Because I never smoked a hookah, so I didn't know. So one time when I went with her to get her six-hour course, because she had a some kind of a traffic violation, that they said she has to go get a six-hour course. For her, it was a six-hour course. For me, it was a 12-hour day. I had to drive out to Monsi, pick her up, take her all the way to Goshen, then had to sit there for six hours, then go, go back to Monsi, then go back to pick her up, bring her home. In the meantime, the way, I saw a smoke shop. Next to go, I don't know, Goshen or wherever it was, I went and I bought the most expensive $150 hookah with all the garbage that came along with it. So basically, and with four pipes, not just one, that should be able to have friends go together. It was a brass one, a big one. Why did I do it? Because this was something that I actually told her. You know, you go and you take a hookah and you put it on Facebook, everybody sees it. I'm in Shaduch with my kids. What do they think about me? They have a daughter with smoking hookah on Facebook. So I had to take the knives out. So by doing that, I actually took a knife out and I gave a gift. So it cost me $150. Not expensive. People think you have to break the bank on every gift. It doesn't have to be. Time bombs. They are starving for our, for our time and our attention and our approvals. Make it special. If you're spending time with a child, doesn't always have to be the husband and wife together. It could be the father, it could be the mother, it could be a sibling that spends time with them. Sometimes the time bombs are more important to them than the than the, the gift bombs. If they accept it. If they want to have the time bomb, it is very, very, very important. Because I've seen the, the, the feeling and the result and the and the feedback after a time bomb. So not all the time bombs work. Let's say going to the theater, um, Avi called us up and says, it's time for the Rebetzin to go with the rabbi to the theater in the middle of Yontif, Cholomoyt. <laughs> I was never in a theater before. And we did it. Like six, nine months later, she says to us, you know, every time we tried to ask, because once she went out with me, myself, next to Monsi, once we went to the Barry Park City, and, and later on, she wasn't comfortable with it. So not everyone works. But... Every time we went to a restaurant, we, we, we found different interesting restaurants. I took her to Doghouse in Teaneck, which is a sports bar type of a thing, and with like 20-something TVs there. So I went during the day. It was very, very exciting, very good. The best part is the most expensive thing on the menu was $15. <laughs> so, what it's, so it's good. It's a very good experience. If they like, if they, they like to go to more expensive restaurants, you go to more expensive, but the more time you spend, and make it work, you know, like, 
don't just come up here, what are we ordering? You know, like, try to make it out of a thing. And don't use that time to give misr. Sometimes people feel they have them now, they're going to ask them about everything. Don't ask personal questions also not. When you have a time bound, it's, it's about their time. Don't use it to try to find out things about them or to ask questions that are inappropriate to ask. Because then what they're going to feel is that every time you meet with them, you're trying to find out things about them. It's not important. It is what it is. You go along with it. And I found that Baruch Hashem over the, over the past year, like a regular breakfast, like 11 o'clock breakfast that took till 1 o'clock in, 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 in Cafe K, was sometimes my, my most beneficial information that I got. Not because I asked for it. It just came out. They felt at that time the right time to talk. So a lot of personal information came out. They felt better about it. I felt worse. And at the end of the day, <laughs> on the other hand, I felt that we got somewhere. I, don't, I didn't feel worse in, in the relationship. I felt worse by finding out this information. But I felt that it was a very good meeting and it, it was beneficial. So sometimes the time bomb is more than the, than the gift box. A writer taking, taking the shopping challenge and making it into a TP experience time bomb gift bomb combo. Avi talks about it, so I'm going to just share with you things that we did in the past, so which are very important. When you're going shopping, if it's something that they're buying because they feel you have to buy them stuff, that's basically you're spending money on them, right? That they all feel that they, they should be getting anyway. What we did was we watched a thing that she was picking up, looking at the price and putting it back. Like, okay, I'm not going to spend this money. Like, like she asked for shoes. I said, which one do you want? I don't know. I like this. I like this. I buy them both. So if you're going into these cheap stores in the, in the, in the mall, that are $40 a pair of shoes or $50 a pair of shoes, you're not breaking the bank by buying them both. It's $39.99. Sometimes it's buying one, the other one is half off. So you buy them both. And in addition to that is, there's always there stuff in these stores that, let's say it's bracelets or it's sunglasses or it's a hat or it's an extra pocketbook. You know they don't need it. That's where you have the gift bomb, by things that they don't need. Because anything they buy, if they're buying a shirt that be a $500 shirt or an expensive jacket, but they feel they need it, and Tati bought it, or Mommy bought it for me, is because they're doing their job. But when they get the extra stuff that they don't need, the, the, the hat or the, or the sunglasses or the extra pair of boots or certain things that they don't really need but they wanted it and you don't give it to them right there and then. So what I did was I sent my wife to the other store that they wanted to go. I said, I already paid for this stuff. When they left, I got the other stuff, wrapped it up, put it away. When they came home, when they opened it up, well, it's here. You understand? So that's basically the combo of a time bomb and a gift bomb because you get the most out of it and usually it's not a lot of money that you're spending extra. It's a $30 here, it's a $20 here. It's, a f- it's not a lot of money that you're spending. The cards and wrapping paper, I know it's in the manual, but I found myself a lot of times where I didn't have any cards to give or, or gift wrapping. So what ended up happening is that I couldn't give a gift. I had now the, the headphones that um, that uh, Heinrich recommended, the Tata, and I couldn't give it for a few weeks because I didn't find the right card. So it's important to buy a bunch of cards and whenever you're in the store and you're shopping, if you see a cute card, an interesting card, or a gift wrap, just buy it. It's not. It's good to have it there. One of the things that people mentioned in the group several times is if the children are into music, is getting these um, music cards or for, for the iPhone or for other ones for downloading. It's good to have. So you can always give or Starbucks cards that you have like for Starbucks coffee and other things if your child is into coffee. So these are little things that you can give. So you'll ask the question, you can give them money, why do you have to give them the cards? When you give money, it's because Tati has to give me money. When you give them a card, it's different. They look at a card differently. Same thing as if you have to give them, let's say, 100 bucks, you give them an American Express gift card for $100. It's different than giving them $100. Using group sessions effectively. We can see 
I'm, I'm talking for myself. I hope nobody thinks that I'm preaching to the choir here because everybody knows, a lot of them know what it is. I see sometimes people are coming to group over and over and over and over again for a year, for two years, for three years, and they ask these questions if they were just got here today. Because you think it's not important to you now, so you think it's not it's not for you. So, using the groups of se- sessions effectively, we're coming here to learn. It happens to be was supposed to be when I when I came, Avi was fighting me. It's not a it's not a it's not a group. It's a training. It's not a it's not a chizah uh, group. It's a it's a training session. I said no, it's a chizah group. But that's why we need you to we need to come here. That's one of the reasons why we came. I said. Besides the fact that I can learn everything that Ravi Fisher is doing, a group like this does not exist anywhere in the world. I don't think there's such a group. So having such a group is an unbelievable thing that we have. And using it effectively means trying to be here at uh, 8.30 uh, on time and trying to stay the whole thing. I see people come here, they ask a question and they leave. I don't mix into anybody's business, I'm not telling anybody what to do. But... I sometimes say to myself, I don't understand. You came here to ask a question and you left. I'm not judging anybody, Chas It's just my feeling is I, I come here, even though it's very hard to be here, and it's more it's harder for people that are coming, traveling a couple of hours back and forth. But if you're here already, you don't even know what you're going to learn while you're here. It's a time to learn and trying to experience what's going on and, and anticipating what really is going on in the world that might affect us at a different time. Preparing questions in advance. I try to prepare, if I'm going to ask a question, to try to have... I mean, sometimes the questions come up, but I try to have questions prepared before I come. So, Avi is here every week, twice a week, to ask, to answer your questions. And especially for new people that are coming here, don't be afraid to ask the question. It's important you ask the question, and there's no klutz kashas. You know, there's no question here that's a question that you're afraid to ask. Because we were all in the same boat when we started. I mean, in the beginning I was sitting over here, and Gigi had to push me to tell me to ask a question. And I looked at him, well, what are you to tell me what to do? I said, what do you want from me? I don't want nobody to know that I'm here. So at the end of the day, I'm grateful to Gigi, because otherwise I would still be sitting there not talking. Um, again, understanding everybody's, everybody's story is your own. I can't elaborate more than what I'm saying. The more you see what's going on, the more you realize that it's our story. Everybody's story is our story. That's why it's very hurtful when we hear what's going on uh, on the outside. But this story, that story, it's everybody's story. <coughs> if you're not Buch Hashem in that situation now where it's Chazashon drugs or everything else, everybody is in the same story. It doesn't change. What we do a lot of times when we leave my wife and myself in the car is, what does your takeaway? It's something that I learned over the years from being in business, that you go to a three-day meeting or a two-day meeting or even sometimes to a two-hour meeting, what's your takeaway? Sometimes it's good when you're leaving the session and you're going home, especially when people are traveling an hour, an hour and a half home. So what have we learned today from this meeting that we can use later on? That's important because the husband hears one thing, the wife hears something else. And they pick up different things while they're in the meeting. So you have two people listening at the same time to a meeting, getting into the car. Sometimes my wife tells me things, I says, ah, I never heard this. So we avoid you. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, it's good that you're both here, and you discuss on the way home things that you heard at the meeting. I said, wow, I've never thought of it. So it's very important to go away with, with some notes. You don't have to write it down. It's just discussing it and, and learning from it helps us. We went already over the starting week one. Very, very crucial. People come here and they, 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 they're so overwhelmed that they don't know what to do. So the first thing is to try to focus on on getting some type of a gift and a letter. It should be a handwritten letter. I once had a discussion with Abi about a letter and he says, you know, I would have the person write it themselves. Because when you write it themselves, it really goes into your kishkis when you read it and write it yourself. And make it personal. Don't just rewrite whatever Avi wrote, because this is also what somebody else wrote, and somebody else wrote it to somebody else. It's not in your situation. Even though it's similar, make it personal. Make it a personal letter. 
I heard a very interesting story about the Titanic, where there was a plank at the end of the Titanic where some people went onto it. They created this bound, and the people that were on this on this plank were from different areas. This was a VIP sitting in the first class. One was a janitor. One was a musician. Somebody could have been a chef in the kitchen. But the bond they created was very, very strong. A lot of people here in the group created a bond over the last couple of years that are very strong. I'm addressing this to the new people because sometimes when you come in, you're afraid to reach out to somebody else or to reach out to Avi to ask a question. The WhatsApp group helps, but on a personal level, if you have a question to ask, you don't want to ask in the group, have somebody in the group that you can always ask or ask them who to ask. I've seen a lot of times on WhatsApp questions that people send out. I wasn't going to answer them in, in group, so I answer sometimes in a personal answer, private message it, because I realized that sometimes by helping the person go through the process right away, it works. I mean, I had last year's situation, I'll give you an example, where we were sitting here in group, and that's why it's very important to understand that everybody's story is your own story. And we're listening to a story that somebody brought home a pit bull. And it's, it's sad and it's humorous where they're working with this pit bull and the father doesn't know until he finds out. And then at the end of the day, Erev Shabbos, he told the son, you know, I accept you all the way, but this pit bull has to go. And it's, so the kid says, me and the dog are one. And he leaves and the father's all crazy because the kid is suicidal. Ends up in that hour he was gone, he, he spent $500 and made another tattoo. So I'm looking at WhatsApp, and, and one of the people in the group put on the group, my son is getting a pit bull, what am I supposed to do? Ba, 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 and Avi's not answering. Whenever it comes to something that's questionable about the law, about anything else, he's not here. He, he forgot about the WhatsApp group. <laughs> so, bottom line is, I send the guy a private message to please call me. I tell him, I'm going to tell you this story, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you told, show your son that you're accepting him, it's going to work. I told him, yes, don't, don't rely on what I'm telling you. It was a baby pit bull, a few weeks old. He went, they took his son to Home Depot. They bought for $400 wood. They're going to, buy, they're going to build in the backyard a big, a big dog house, and they bought all the food and everything else. Monday morning, the son says to the father, says, Tati, it's too hard to take care of a dog. I'm getting rid of him. <laughs> so it worked. Sometimes we can share with each other things in the group that works, and that's what we're here for. Um, we already went through the letters a must. Taking your time to plan. Very, very important taking time you plan. Because if you're going to be running around every time looking for something and not planning it out, it's usually not going to work out. Like I had it last year, so I'm sharing with you my own personal situation. We tried, give you an example, Memorial Day weekend, we're trying to make something work. All of a sudden she had to bring along a friend, and all of a sudden she wanted to go here, and we wanted to go there. Before we knew it, what of course was $4,000 to go four people to, to Orlando, Florida. For how long? For three days. It didn't make sense. Right over there, it stopped making sense anymore. So I ended up taking out $500. I said, you go with your friend. They went to Ocean City, Maryland. It cost them less because the friend now felt guilty. She wanted to pay half. I said, keep the money. So for $500, I accomplished that she had a vacation. I kept the kids. But what I wanted to accomplish, going on a vacation, if I would have planned it a few weeks earlier, I would be able to make it work. When she came back short, she was going camping and other things. Now I'm looking for an opportunity. A few weeks ago, she said she's going to a water park. Because I was already trained. And when I'm saying trained, already after a year now, I'm still training every, every week here. I anticipated that she's going to throw these different hooks at me. She's going to bring along a friend. And then after the Gelbstein story, I know that seven friends are going to come and six friends are going to show up. It's going to be chaos. So when you anticipate what could have happened, it's easier to work with it. So I said to my daughter, let's do this. But when I found out that these cabins don't have running water, I said, I'm not going in an outhouse. No, not happening. 
My next option was finding a hotel that was right there. And we ended up getting a two-bedroom suite with a full kitchen and everything else. And we got two more rooms for them. I would say that with everything else, I think it cost us, I'm not talking about the food now, I'm talking about to make this work, about $1,100. Because we anticipated it, and we ended up having about 12 people with a meal Friday night. And because of what we trained us before Pesach, they always have food ready for them. I knew to have the chont ready when they come back from the park. So I had the hot chont ready for them. They were starving. So as somebody went right to the Chavetz Chaim and said that the soldiers over there in the army, after they eat the kosher food, eat the tray food. So we already heard before that Menaya from Avaira is a mitzvah with the Chavetz Chaim, with the army and the Russian army. So I knew, even maybe they ate something in the middle, but because we had this kosher food prepared, it took up a whole big bowl of hot chont, kishke, deli roll, shlaim, kegel. We sent them up a lot of stuff. Came Havdallah, they're hungry again. Three hours later. <laughs> so we made food again for everybody. Because we are on the WhatsApp and we see how people are discussing all these things and we're coming to group, we anticipate this is what's going to happen. When we went, my wife said, you have too much food here. Who's going to eat it? I said, don't worry, everything is going to go. I think we were left with gefilte fish. So a lot of food went because we anticipated it. And we planned it. Um, trips to the mall, right? Use it to boost your child to try on new clothes. We saw that it, a couple of times with people that are already experienced over here use that as an opportunity to boost their child. So they're going to the mall, they're not comfortable putting on the first time the jeans or the other clothing that they're putting on. If you're telling them how good they look in it, and you're there, and you're taking pictures, and you're making them feel good about it, is really, really what TP does for the, for the child. They're broken, and we're helping close that hole in their heart. And I added over here, destroying the rebel. Avi always says, if this child shows up the first time with their, with their jeans or with their necklace, the Mogundovit necklace or anything else, and the parents bought it for them, what kind of rebel are they already? So we're taking all the rebellion out and we're making them feel very comfortable with it. And it only helps them later on to heal in a much faster time. Trips, vacation with the Kip, I just went through one of the examples. Avi has a lot of different examples of people that went on vacation with their children, different types of vacations. You should work on this right away because that's very, very, very important. If both parents can't go, let one parent go. It's a lot of bonding, a lot of healing goes on because the child feels in a very secure environment. And if you can do it with the child itself without other siblings, not always, sometimes it's better to have everybody there. It really helps this child feel connected to the parents and takes away a lot of the walls. A lot of stuff happens on, on, on vacation. They feel more safe talking to you while they're on vacation because they don't feel judged when they're there, especially the father's also doing all this stupid thing that they wouldn't do at all. Um, planning your own downtime. Very, very, very important. Um, everybody here, Ms. Ravi, at one point in time felt that they have to get a check, check themselves into a psych ward. <laughs> So don't wait for that to happen. You know, don't wait for that to happen. It's very important that you should actually plan your own downtime. And Avi points it out, don't do it in a time that's, that it's infringing on the child. They're usually not up before 12, 1 o'clock, so do it in the morning when they're not in, when they're not around. Um, siblings meetings, very important. We did it right away. It really helps. I'm talking siblings meeting with Avi, not in the, uh, the siblings group. I'm talking about right away having your own other children meeting with Avi on a personal level. The family meeting with Avi, which is I didn't get a chance yet to do, and I'm probably going to try to get it done. It's very, very important. Even though I have most of my family, my family, most of them are on board. Uh, we made simchas, and it worked out unbelievable for our, for our kids because the family was fully on board. I'm just going to share with you one story. My nephew got married, and it's not my mother's um, grandchild. It was a cousin, a far distant cousin. And I showed my mother that my daughter is in the back by the chuppah, 
and she told us initially she's only coming to the chuppah and she's leaving. She's saying Malatav, she's doing her duties, and she's leaving because my mother went over and hugged her and gave her a kiss. She stayed throughout the whole wedding. So it's very, very important to get all the siblings and parents and, uh, and grandparents on board as soon as possible. Keeping your roof updated and informed is really going to help you. First of all, you'll feel comf- confident and comfortable that what you're doing is the right thing. Because it's always going to be things where you're going to feel that maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Because even though you hear it over here, you feel that, yeah, maybe he has a mahalach, so he's, he has to say what he has to say. But maybe later on, people are not going to feel comfortable what I'm doing. But picture yourself that you go to your room, and you tell him that this is what's happening, and you share with him what's going on. And even though he doesn't always agree with you 100%, I'm not talking about the local things now. You say, I don't know, I never understood it, why does it have to be like this and that? Even though he has a long, a long discussion with you till he understands, it's still better for yourself, for your feelings to feel that he understands what you're doing. So first of all, later on, if somebody from the community comes to the room and says, you know something, this guy's doing this, he's doing that, the room is right away going to be your first line of defense. Say, listen, I'm a valve personally what he's doing, I'm a valve what she's doing, I'm okay with it, and that's it. So it's on a Hanola basis, on a school basis, on a yeshiva basis. If you're, if the parent body and the, and the school knows that you're following a mahalach, and they are not comfortable with having your child in the class because they have, let's say, a dog in the house, the school's going to say, we know what they're doing, and we're okay with it. It's similar to somebody having a blind child at home, and they have to have a CI dog. This is what they're doing. They, they went, they were told that medically this is the right thing for their child, and that's what they have. So automatically it takes away a lot of the issues that could happen. Finding a friend, if you don't have somebody from group, but please don't find a negative friend doesn't help. Find somebody that's there to support you, a listening ear, sounding board that's really going to help you work through your own issues. I have a friend of mine that is fully a TP, never met with Avi, but knows everything that's going on. And when I ask him sometimes questions about this and that, he says, you're not going to do it because this is going to be the results. So whenever I have a question of, should I say this or should I not say this, he's right away helps me Say, so, yeah, you're going to do this and this and this. This is the results you're going to have. Is that what you're looking for? So, you know, like Avi says, the odd counts. So, everybody has it. I want to share with you something that, especially for new parents, and sometimes we find that a lot with, with parents that I have for a long time, they're results-driven. They want that what they're doing should give them results right away. So it's like they want to take a instant coffee. It should work right away. Or take a pill, something should happen. Or they think because they just spent two or three days with their child, the child should start reacting different towards the parents. It doesn't always work. So don't be results-driven. I'm not talking about Yiddishkeit even. I'm talking about the relationship. I'm talking about how they react to us. Sometimes it works right away. Sometimes it doesn't work right away. Last week somebody sent a group. They gave a gift. The child wasn't accepting of the gift. And I came and said that the, 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 the medicine worked. I said, how do you know? I said, because my personal situations, where we gave in the logging hand group, sometimes you can give gifts for a long time and not see a reaction, or gift cards and not see a reaction, and later on find out that they actually did read the cards when you weren't around, Maybe they were embarrassed or they didn't know what you're going to write there or they're afraid of how they're going to react. When they read the card, they're, they're macho and they're strong so they can't show their emotions. So because of that, they didn't read the card in front of you. But I found later on that all the cards were read and they do acknowledge in certain ways later on if they could somehow communicate with you because a lot of them have a communication issue. They will communicate that they did appreciate every single card and every effort that you put in over the past 12 months, six, two years or three, whatever it is, they will tell you later on. Um, I'm not going to go into identifying you why. I think everybody knows why they're here and what the situation is, but it is very, very important. I'm going to share with it a few minutes of this why. Um, over the past couple of months, we've heard different times of people were nervous about what they read an article or somebody said, or somebody. everybody can have a different mahalach. But it's not important to us. 
people could have different mahalchim. It's not our issue what they feel about what they should do with, with their situations and their community. It's not important to us. We have to stay focused on why we're here. And, and the other rabbi, I had a phone call today, somebody called me up, he says, I want to hear about your results of what you gained from the weekend you did for your daughter. And I realized that he was trying to go, that he wants to see results. Because that is going to show him that we're following the right mahalach. I said, I wanted to cut him short. I said, you know what? If you have a better mahalach for me, or something that works, please share it with me. He said, no, 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 I just wanted to hear. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to, you know, there are people that, are, that want to know things. It's not, it's not important to us. And again, our why is we know already. Some people went to 64 people before they showed up over here. And some of us were lucky to come here right away. But it doesn't change the situation. There is no other Mahalik right now out there. Maybe before Mashiach comes, something is going to happen. Somebody come with a Mahalik better than this. I haven't found one. So as long as they don't have something better, we're here. We shouldn't question that on group and that on WhatsApp. I don't want to see um, back and forth. So this person said this and said that. It just creates negativity, especially for new people. Start questioning. I had somebody call me up. My father doesn't want to agree because he heard and he said. I said, okay, so what do you want to do about it? You want to quit? He said, maybe. I said, okay, so where are you going? I don't have where to go, but my father doesn't approve. I said, okay, so you're married 40 years, and now your father doesn't approve what you're doing. <laughs> Hello? So what are we supposed to do about it? So the bottom line is, you're here for a reason. You came here for a reason. And if you would have found something else, you wouldn't be here. So we're here. Let's stay focused. We're here for a reason. We're here for our child. We're not here. We're not trying to get here stars over here. Hopefully, Hashem is going to give us many stars. But we didn't come for that. I heard from Ezzie Finkel, don't quit five minutes before the miracle. And he went through his hardships and his things. And he heard it from people. Don't quit five minutes before the miracle. TP is the hardest method. Don't don't mis- make a mistake. People think we're doing TP because the easiest method. And I once had a situation where I had to address the options that we had. Now, if you think about it, you have a situation with a child that's not living at home. So we had an option. Say, so you know what? You don't want to be from? No problem. Stay where you are. And we don't know you anymore, right? So that's cut- cutting off everything, right? Next option would be um, sending money. Okay, but don't don't come, don't be around us. The other option is putting guidelines, and you come here based on how we want the guidelines. And the other option is this option that we have. This is the hardest option there is, but this is the method that works the best. So if we took this method, this is the best method that's going to work, and with Hashem's help, we're going to see results. I just want to give a quick um, like a plug for Avi, even though he didn't ask me to do it. But what I realized is that the, all these um, rehabs and these programs that are out there have between a 3 and 5% uh, success rate. I was once sitting with Avi going through how many people are ready from and how many people are back in society or having full-time jobs and the normal, getting married, Hashem, and everything else. I think we have like a 33, 34% success rate. I think it's a pretty strong success rate which I don't think there's any program out there that has this type of success rate. Not with this type of children. So I think it's pretty, pretty high. Be part of the Tehillim group. Lately they made this thing where we have this Tehillim group on WhatsApp that you can just click on it and take a couple of capital Tehillim. I mean, I don't always click on it because I, I do say every day Tehillim for everybody. But if I have extra time and I'm sitting there, it's the easiest way. You see somebody posts this, put it on there, do two capitals, do one capital, do two capitals. Don't say to yourself, what is one capital going to help? First of all, everybody takes one capital, we're done within 10 minutes. But besides that, it really helps. We've seen miracles in this room right here, where we had very, very dire situations a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. We were people that are not even, it's a kip that's not even part of what the person came for. And everybody here said to Hillam, and we changed the thing around. I mean, I don't know if it's Azuchos, but I hope it is Azuchos. <laughs> Writing down success is big or small. I want to point out something that I was thinking about today. We're sitting in group and we're hearing the most crazy things. On the other hand, we see the best successes. So we forget to write them down because we start thinking that this is normal once we're here. 
I'm telling you that professionals out there think this is the greatest milestones out there. Because when we share this milestones that we went, we got from our children over the years, they can't believe it. They, they can't get this done. So start writing them down because, like Avi says, people come here and they want one thing. Six months later, they want a lot more. So it's good for us to go back and to and to look at it. Take time to thank Hashem. I want to close with a very interesting story that somebody went to 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 Rabbi Vigda Miller, what am I supposed to ask for Hashem or Rosh Hashanah? And my wife had a similar situation when she spoke to Rabbi Tversky by Karaftini a few weeks, a few last year. And one of the things that he said to her was to thank Hashem. And the Rabbi Gamala said, did you ever sit down and write down all the things that you should say, thank Hashem? People forget even our Shveir and Matzah Durim, we had a lot of successes this year. And we should write them down. We should be able to thank Hashem. Because everybody here went through crisis throughout the year. There will be Chazashom an accident, there will be other things, um, not to mention many, many other things that we went through this year. And we should thank Hashem for it. So, Rabbi Twersky shared with my wife that that he says, people say, this capital tell him, that capital tell him, saying that he is from this dynasty and from the Bava dynasty and from a different dynasty. And at the end of the day, he says, I went and I said, I take out the capital tell him that I thank Hashem for. I think that breaks through all, all different uh, walls that thanking Hashem is the best. I want to wish you a good Thank you.